Yes, if this meeting is being recorded. <laughs> Welcome to episode 102 of the Pack Life Podcast. I'm your host, Bruiser Carter, along with my family. Uh, I am joined here today with Mr. Demond Geis. Oh, thanks for having me, as always. My brother, Mr. Cut Carter. Cut through. And Jayla Benjamin. Yeah. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing, man? Bro, life is great. Yes, sir. Love to hear. Love to hear. Uh, Carter, how are you? Good. How's life for you, uh, Bruiser? Uh, I always like when you guys ask me that question. It's good. Uh, made the Arizona State announcement last week. So, yes, I'll be a Sun Devil for a year, maybe for even longer. But I will be attending Arizona State University in Phoenix this upcoming summer. I also would like to add that the magazines are out. Uh, they're now available, going selling through Memorial Day. Get them now. A portion will be donated to uh, my late cousin Shayla and her her scholarship fund. Majority of donation will go there. So get some great sports content. Also support uh, scholarships, man, for the students. Yeah, beautiful stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, Demond, how are you doing, man? Good, man. Watching this NBA basketball. Oh, yeah, it's postseason time. We'll get our pre- official predictions in. We, we start a little late, but we're still going to get them in. But before we start, we will start with the NFL. We got to start about the breaking news. We're, we're in Atlanta, and Julio Jones doesn't want to be a Falcon anymore. On Undisputed this morning, Shannon Sharp called Julio Jones. Julio just told him straight up, yeah, I don't want to be there, man. I don't see myself being there. He said he don't want to be a Cowboy as well. So, and they said the Falcons are, he, Julio told the Falcons earlier in the month's according to Ian Rappaport that he didn't want to be there. He wanted to get traded. So they've been fielding offers. And Adam Schefter tweeted um, six hours ago, the Falcons prefer not to trade Julio Jones in the NFC, but would do so for the right price. Guys, where we consider Julio an all-time great Super Bowl throws, I mean, Super Bowl catches against the Patriots, uh, just a big athletic Alabama great receiver, uh, first round pick. Where will Julio Jones go? My guess is uh, Seattle, Green Bay, or um, that's really it. Tell me why. Honestly, if, well, I just feel like those guys will probably be able to give the Falcons what they will want ultimately, like realistically at this time. Um, everyone else is pretty much – either knock themselves out the race or I don't think they'll be willing to spend as much. But if you think about it, two great quarterbacks that, you know, they're looking to take the next step in their careers. Like I will be pushing to get an all time great receiver in Julio if I was Russ or Aaron at this given moment. But, you know, that's, that's pretty much my take on it. Okay. Demond. Um, I'd have to say after looking at the cap this afternoon that I think Tennessee is the most likely landing spot. I think if they're willing to come off draft picks, Mike Vrabel being a player's coach and knowing that um, those guys already want, I mean, Derrick Henry is already working out with Julio, same trainer, AJ Brown, Ness's idol already said he'd come up with 11. If you look closely at A.J. Brown's jersey, I think they play like week four. It says, please come to Tennessee. So this is something that he's wanted for the longest. So I think it'd be interesting. They gave Tannehill money a while back, and 
just invest in that. And they, this is a team not too far removed from an AFC championship appearance. So you're looking at the bills last season to say in that game, you don't really feel like they really had a chance to beat the chiefs. Maybe you go back to the Titans formula, Derrick Henry, you know, he's going to be a monster in the postseason. but now you can't stack the box because you're leaving one-on-ones with Julio and AJ Brown. Um, for me, I was kind of leaning towards uh, maybe a division rival for the Tennessee Titans. I was thinking the Colts, uh, getting Carson Wentz, his best receiver he has ever had in his career, just helping him in Indy. I know Michael Pittman was coming on strong at the end of the season, but he is still developing to that star receiver at this point. We're getting a guaranteed threat with Julio Jones, staying healthy. And similar to the, uh, the Titans, the Colts are very or, – or, or they are a run-dominant team with Jonathan Taylor as well, Marlon Mack. And have a great defense to support them, and have they have championship, a conference championship aspirations in the AFC. So I think the Colts aren't a question. And also like New England, um, getting Mac Jones or Cam Newton a true number one wide receiver threat, haven't had since Edelman maybe or Randy Moss, depending on how you want to slice it up. So maybe I'm looking. To, I don't think they'll trade him in conference. Uh, I don't think they want to see Julio in the NFC unless they have to see him. So I think out of conference, I like the Colts or the Patriots. Cut uh, Carter, what about you? I also think out of conference makes sense. I don't. Every t- powerhouse team in NFC already kind of signed, you know, signed they made their bid or signed they, you know, signed a, their death wish as far as cap goes with money. So no good team in the NFC will be able to really get him. Like like actively was good last season. The Bucks can't get him. The Saints can't get him. Packers can't get him. Seahawks can't get him. Any any of those teams, I feel like don't they don't have a, they have to trade something that they don't want to trade to get to get them just to make the money work. So, um, and then like Seattle situation, they don't have no picks this year. And I, I know the Falcons are in like, they're not saying they're rebuilding, but they're rebuilding. So they want draft compensation, like immediate draft compensation, not 2023 or 2024. They need it like they need it now. Um, and based on their GM and where he come from, coming from that Saints umbrella, I know how he's thinking like, well, not no, but you know, uh, if he's thinking how, you know, the organization, our organization is run, then he's thinking immediate. Like he's not thinking two, three years. He's thinking soon because he knows, you know, his job as a, a black GM. You know, he 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 can't really do so much messing up. Um, so in terms of where I'll say I agree with you with the New England. Um, I don't really know too much about the Titans situation. The Titans make sense though. I know Derrick Henry said he want them, so um. That'll make sense, uh, but Patriots are my number one. And if I had to pick an NFC team, I go with the Niners. Um, how do we feel about Julio being thirty-two years old? Um, he's an aging elite. We still consider Julio elite. I don't think I don't know if that's out of respect for Julio, but things like that. But he has been plagued with injuries in his career. That's hasn't played a complete season. Do you still think his value is a first-round pick, as though these reports are saying? Probably not a first, but somewhere in that second to third round pick range, I would say, realistically, just because of the injury history. I mean, I don't know. He didn't play many games last year, but it just just goes to show you, like, at this given stage, he does need to go to a run-dominant team. Um, Just being – Less winter on the body, like the mom was saying earlier, and it just makes it just makes the most sense. But 
Yeah, he's not worth a first right now. I can't, I, I can't do that. 32 injuries. Can't give up a first. I think the talent, as far as teams knowing who they're getting outside, uh, the attention that Julio does bring when he's on the field, it's going to warrant them a first. Um, there's things to think about in terms of if it was to be a second and third round pick, yes, consider Julio's contract. You also have to consider if there's injury history and will he be available for you. Um, as I was speaking to in the chat, you know, if a team like the Ravens wants to emerge as a candidate for him, their run philosophy is not going to change. Julio is just going to come in and be a number one where teams have to respect him on the outside. So a franchise looking to bring Julio's services in, they're probably going to have to come off at first, but they're going to have to make it worthwhile. And I think a team like the Ravens or the Titans, knowing what he would bring to your offense, it has to be worthwhile. Uh, for me, I'm leaning towards, um, like we talked about it uh, a little bit with when the Rams traded for Stafford and how they see themselves as a postseason team, so they don't need their first because their first is always going to be, in their minds, a late 20 or early 30s. So I think if he goes to a team that's contending for a championship realistically, then that team should pull that trigger. But if you're a, if you're a team that's like, oh, we had a receiver, we can't potentially go, if it's not guaranteed, I don't think that team should give up that first, a second or third, and that tandem will be better. But if you're like the teams that are favorites, like the Buccaneers, Rams, Chiefs, uh, Ravens, you're one of those that you you feel like you're guaranteed to make it to the conference championship game, I think they, I think then you could give up a first for Julio. You don't think he worked the first? It depends what team. Mm. I'm saying, but if you the Falcons, do you give him up for anything less than the first? Um, you know what they say, like with your, with your when you get in divorce, it's cheaper to keep her. If I can't get you for a first, I'll, I'll keep you. I think we could. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think. I feel like you're right. If you're I, talking, you based on the previous deals, a first wouldn't be a first wouldn't probably be necessarily looking at DeAndre Hopkins, who's probably at this point surpassed Julio as the best in the you know the the undefined best receiver in the league. So. What do you went for a third? A second and David Johnson. You feel me? So, mm. but I know. Respectful. I know. What, what do you mean disrespectful? I'm saying what they traded for for Hot was disrespectful. Yeah. What I'm saying. So at this point, who, um, he said he want to be on a contender. So, I mean, sh- I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like the. The Patriots not a contender though. That's the only reason why my mind didn't go there. If I had to pick, but I think he. Well, you're right. Based on last season, they aren't a contender. I think he does have a relationship with Cam though. I think that's his homie. I think they. You know everybody. Some you know everybody got great respect for Bill Belichick. So maybe he thinking, with with me, we making the offs. But Julio, honestly, he's not gonna be on the field all eighteen. What is seventeen games? Seventeen games. If he's not gonna play 17 or close to 17 games, then they won't be a playoff. They won't be a contender. But as far exactly. as if he's saying contender, like like I think contender, then he's thinking Baltimore, which I would love to see. Yeah. That's the only that's the only thing that would really make the most sense. But I don't know. I don't know Baltimore's situation. I don't think they trade him to Kansas City, and I don't think Kansas City would need him. 
They really don't. No. But, I mean, you they plug him in though, and they like they keep him on anything like they let Tyreek and Miko handle the deep stuff and let him do the mid grade, mid range passes. Goodness, that opened it up for them. But I think the, I think the as far as contender in his mind, Ravens that would make sense. They, and I feel like the Ravens didn't address the receiver need like they should have. I don't think they made the right right picks to me to be uh, uh, like. He been nice though. I like Bateman. I like Sammy Watkins. Well, formerly I like old Sammy Watkins. I don't know what Sammy Watkins we getting. I like, I like Talon Wallace a little bit, but I don't think they made the right decision for a number one receiver. None, none of those guys say number one to me. Hollywood switching back to five don't make him a number one either. So. Oh, and that's he needs he needs to produce on the field. I don't know what he's been doing, but he need to produce. I think I Bateman hasn't. Yeah. Bateman got a chance for sure to be a number one, but you got to get out there and play, bro. Like, but Bateman's Bateman's nice. I, I think we'll see. Is like, oh, I'm number. Well, everybody know Julio walking. He's like, I'm the number one. Hi guys. But yeah. I think uh, I think they could benefit from that. That could help them in the long run. Exactly. You seen what that did for Calvin Ridley? Now nah, he the number one. Learning underneath that boy Julio. I mean, he was I, already nice. Words of my friend Carl. My boy, I got seven life call on Twitter. I got to shout my boy out. Uh, him and the uh, once in a lifetime tight end gonna have fits when Julio's gone because <laughs> Julio used to demand a double with a with a uh, a bump, all kind of stuff. Now it's gonna be oh, show me how good you are. I think uh, them going them going down makes sense, knowing that they was gonna move off Julio in the summer. Now it makes right. sense. That, that makes the pick make more sense. And they probably just didn't want to release that information before the draft, not to make fans mad or whatever. But uh, the pitch—I mean, the pitch—the pitch pick makes sense. I still think they might regret not getting Jamar, but the pitch pick makes sense. Only time will tell. Yeah. Uh, last was, if you knew you was losing, other receiver. So who's going Russell to be Gage. Gage will be number two now. They got Cordero Patterson too in free agency. Stop, That's ugly. I'm being serious. That's the the kick return specialist. They still got Hayden Hurst too. Um, the backup pits. Maybe they both play two tight ends. Uh, Arthur Smith coming from Tennessee. John o. Smith got active. Uh, especially in the red zone, he gets creative. Maybe that's what they bring into Atlanta. They let Todd Gurley walk. Yeah, he's not there anymore. Mike Davis, Tom. Oh yeah, he finna eat. He's got to run back too. A pretty good running back, a decent college running back. Pretty fast. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to ride with a uh, Cal. Uh, uh, Russell Gage is the number two. Tigers. NFLSU. Last thing before you go to the NBA. How'd you? Oh, one more thing. I, I wanted to point that out. That's a crazy uh, starting lineup at the receiving core because you number one receiver Alabama, number two LSU, and your tight ends Florida. Just you know. And if they trash, it's the SEC fault. He's <laughs> only produced elite talent, sir. Not the Boston College quarterback, not the ACC fault. We're not gonna blame him. Nope. Yeah. That's a that's a hauler. It's really not his. Nah, yeah, I, he's a hauler. They need to protect him better. They they really blame Matt for a lot of their problems, and I know people are sad to see Julio leave, but as a a fan who's seen some of my favorite players leave the team, it'll it'll get better. It's okay. This usually happens. Um, usually. It, was, it was bound to happen. Yeah, don't stay with you. Michael Thomas, he might be on the way out soon. The quarterback the quarterback wins. Quarterback always wins. Russell Wilson leaves. Good. Be, on, be on the looking out and Tyler Lockett. Ain't that right, DeMar? 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last thing NFL. Uh, how'd you guys feel about um people's little uproar on Twitter that Shannon Sharp called Julio and he said it on there. People think, well, did Julio know or did he they've had this planned out? Personally, I think it was planned out. I think and I know AJ Brown tweeted that you that was lame with what you did, but I do think that Julio and him talked about it going on there. Maybe it could have went better, like the flow of it, but I think like their mission was to him to finally say, I don't want to be there anymore. Do people not know that Julio, like people not know that Shannon Sharp's on TV between the hours of 7 and 11 on a Monday through Friday? Like, I don't know that. No, 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 no. Where, is, where, where else he going to be? That's his job. Like, it ain't like it's a, a secret job. Like, people work a nine to five Monday through Friday. I know what I know what you're doing between now and nine to five. I won't call you, or you won't call me. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's like you know, oh, I'm gonna call you back. I'm gonna call you back. Like we'll say that. Shannon called him before, and he said, "I'm gonna call you back." And then they said Julio called him. Am I, is that is that not what happened? From what I heard, it was it was Julio was returning the call. So if he called me, I'm gonna answer. You know where I'm at. But again, I think it was planned too. I don't think he would do that. Put him in the spot like that. Anybody that got a comment about it could have, you know, tried to find out about it before they say something. But everybody want to run a Twitter and be the big dog and call somebody lame. How about you go catch some balls in practice? Mm. Mm. Scathing hot take. What about you, Demai? How you felt about it, bud? The man's phone was literally connected to the studio audio. (laughs) (laughs) That tells you all you need to know. Exactly. I'm like, dog, Shannon is a professional, bro. Like, he wouldn't do that. And he's an advocate for players. He knows. Like, yeah, he knows him. And like, he, like I seen a report that said Julio's been telling them for months now that he wanted to be out. So he probably feel like, yo, I need to put some fire on the day, under their behind. So, like, this was a way to do it. Plus, I like it. took a picture with the Cowboys shirt with the fan that was making the rounds on social media, too. So, I mean. Yeah. His, honestly, I think it comes down to this too. They say they can't trade him until after June first. What's next week? June first. <laughs> All right, I like it. We'll be interesting to see. Um, are you guys ready to talk about some NBA uh, postseason uh, talk? Man, I've been ready for this, dog. Dun, 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 dun. Here we go. It's going to get rowdy. All right, let's start. All right, where do we want to start? Do we want to give out our NBA awards? Let's do our awards first. How about that? Let's get the regular season awards out of the way. The NBA announced the finalists for each uh, for each six of the war NBA awards. We will start with the most valuable player. Uh, the nominees are Stephen Curry from the Warriors, Joel Embiid of the Sixers, and Nikola Jokic from the Nuggets. Who is winning MVP? My bad. Who is winning MVP? Did you hear me? Yeah. Oh. I can tell you who's winning the MVP. Who winning the it? Joker. Look at the guy's production this year. 26, 10, and I believe eight assists. Plus your team was the third seed going into the playoffs in the West. Your value to that team is just outstanding. Plus you're plus your, your winning. That's what they all base it off of. A winning, a winning situation and incredible numbers. Nikola Jokic fits that bill. Um, when I look around, and also he played majority of the games this season. He didn't miss no games. He didn't miss any games, now yep. that I think about it. Yep. So yep. with those three things taken into account, there's no way you can't give it to him. 
that's the only not I would give it to Joel and B if he played all the games in the season because I feel like he's been the most dominant. Plus, his team is the number one team in the East. But with that being said, and how it's falling, gotta give it to Jokic. I'm not even gonna address the Curry stuff because it's just silly. They didn't make the playoffs. Um, mm. and you know, they love to give this award based off winning. Uh, we saw that they've robbed countless players of MVPs because of oh, they weren't in a winning situation. But, you know, when I think when you giving out awards like this, when it's individual player, you have to kind of set that aside. But that's a whole totally different beef I have with the way they give out MVPs in the league. But in short, Joker, MVP, should be unanimous. Mm. Uh, Carter, you don't think it's rigged this year, right? You think they, they, they will get it right this year? If anybody other than Nikola Jokic wins the MVP, it is rigged. That's is that simple. Simple as that. It's not. It, it stopped being a race when Embiid got hurt. To yeah. be honest, <laughs> yep. race. I know Dame climbed the ladder, and then they fell off a little bit, so he fell, and his team still only ended up getting with the six seed. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Curry has been playing out his mind. I get it, but. It's called the MVP award and not the PPG award. So <laughs> I don't understand why. He, I, that's the, like outside of PPG, what reason did he have to even be in the conversation? But, and it's like nobody else ever gets in the conversation for PPG. So it's just, let's let's just keep it, keep it moving and give it to Nikola Jokic. Bradley Bill didn't win it last year. When Melo was led the league in points, he didn't win it. It's just, you know, it's and every time I think every time LeBron won it, he didn't even lead the league in points per game. So it's like, come on, it's, it's just just get the boy the boy played out his mind. The kid elevated his game. He averaged a double double, almost a triple double. How can you not get that to him? <laughs> like he's a center. That's another thing. He's 6'11. Like it ain't like he's I thought this would be Lucas, you know what I'm saying? Before I thought Luke would be the next the person person a uh, foreign foreigner or, or um not black person to win in this, you know, this little current stretch we on. But Nicola literally got better. And I didn't know I didn't know he could get better. And he was winning without Jamal right. He was winning without Jamal Murray. He was winning without uh, like really, if you look at that team now from what they had last year and this year, the fact that they still was that good is uh that says a lot. Mm. Eric Gordon is a help though. I'm not gonna diss Eric Gordon, but um and Michael Porter, but he's not consistent, but he's good too. So again, for him to be winning and lead he'll lead the league team in rebounds, points. I think he lead the league lead the team in rebounds, points, and assists, actually. So yeah, come on. All right. No let's, way you can't give it to me. Come on, no, no, no debate here, right? Three. All right, let's go. Uh defensive player of the year. We have Rudy Gobert of the Jazz. Draymond Green of the Warriors and Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers. This is gonna cause an argument, I can see. <laughs> but then again, I don't know. We all kind of be on the same page about well, one of those. For, I, for this year, I don't think it should go to go bear again. Uh I believe they say like his like the analytics, his defense analytics are like all time great, they're saying. It's at this no, it, it should go to Ben Simmons. The what things he do, he's able to shut down or not shut down not the right word, but limit your best uh, guard. To make to having below his points per game average, having lower than that, it's just exceptional steals, fast breaks off of turnovers. I think Ben Simmons should be awarded for his incredible play, uh, and he should be a defensive player of the year. 
I want him to go, but I'm gonna let Demond go since he didn't go last time. Um, I'm gonna take Rudy Gobert, defense player of the year. I think this would be his third time winning it. Just what he does for the Jazz, number one seed, same team as last year. Um, and I'm happy Quinn Snyder got some head coach of the year recognition because they took the same team and got better. Of course, you have to take consideration injuries to the Lakers and whatnot. But what Gobert does for that team on the defensive end is unmatched without the league. The reason I would say, and I know what Draymond brings to the table, he's been exceptional as always on the defensive end and Ben Simmons as well. But my debate with Ben Simmons is they also have two great other defenders. Um, one also on the prime, the perimeter, excuse me, with Thibault. So I have to take that in consideration, Ben being able to not have to guard that number one matchup. Gobert, there's no if ends or buts what he does in the post and second in the league in blocks uh we know what he does on the defensive end consistently shot contending i gotta give it to gobert that'll be his third and he'll be one away from tying ben wallace and no uh i was just looking at it he'll he'll be in a three-way tie for four if he can get one more so Mm, that's hall of fame that's a hall of fame resume this oh Dwight Dwight has two I believe Dwight I have to check mm-hmm. that's a Hall of Fame resume if he um three defense player of the years so Carter who's your um your defense player of the year winner okay Hold up. trying to get my stuff I know who it should be but he in the finals I'm gonna ask you that question Jalen don't you worry well, yeah I'm gonna get back into it the, um, out of those three, I gotta go with Ben Simmons again. I do think, well, like I agree with what Bruce said, but as far as him guarding guards, it's like it's not fair because he is a forward, but he plays point guard. So, height that height mismatch is a, is an advantage. But however, the people the thing people underestimate about him is that he can keep up with them, even though he's big. Like most big guards, most big forwards and centers can't guard a point guard because they're too slow. Ben is fast enough and qu- or quick enough to guard them on the perimeter. And, you know, he's bigger than them, so inside is over with. And on top of that, he can recover well. He can, he going to block the shot. He gets steals. He's very good off the ball. I mean, this is just his – this is this – I feel like this is the, the moment for – this is a big moment for him to finally get some accolades, some recognition in the league where everybody kind of downs him because of his lack of a shooting ability. So now he's showing that. I can't shoot, yes, but I play defense great. So now this DPOY could set him off on a trajectory to win some other stuff and get more recognition for his game. However, if he don't win it, then I think Draymond should win it. Gobert. Get that hit out your heart. No, it's not hate. He's good in the post. He's good down low. But again, <laughs> when it comes to a switch where I get him on a guard, what is he going to do? Oh, Oh, wow. We got some breaking news on the podcast. We got the six man of the year winner, uh, Jordan Clarkson, officially. Duh. That was who I picked. Is that everybody else picked? Uh, it was Ingles, Clarkson, and D Rose. My pick is amazing. Oh, good job. Shout out Jordan Clarkson. Man. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who, I don't, I really didn't like the other. Other nominees. I think Brunson should have made it over uh, Ingles. Brunson is hooping. He has been hooping consistently. Yeah. Low key. It's like low key. Gotta check the stat sheet, but he's been pretty good since like February. 
Yeah. Ingles, uh, I don't like when they nominate two people on the same team, but Ingles is good. Don't get me wrong. Off the bench, they just fall off the bench. Both of them go off. Oh, but I wanted to remind you, Demond, it's not the same team because Ingles comes off the bench now because they added Bogdanovich, who who did go off yesterday or the day before, whenever they played yesterday. Bogdanovich on there last year. He was hurt. He was. And oh, my bad. I thought I didn't know he was. I thought he was still with the Pacers last year. Not nah, that Bogdanovich was hurt last year. Okay, okay, that's why. Uh, Jalen, to get back to DPOY conversation, um, Bam Adebayo was not nominated. Was was he your original winner, Bud? He was. It was the guy um, took a huge step this year. Um, I feel as if he's the defensive player of the year and my heart, and this is not biased. I just believe he can guard one through five at an elite level. Um, <clears throat> when you look at the guy, a lot of, a lot of things are stat driven and I can understand that. I even make the mistake of letting stats drive, but sometimes people do things that don't show up on the stat sheet. And I feel like Bam does that night in and night out communication, making sure that everyone's where they're where they're supposed to be on any given any given time on the defensive floor. Him and Jimmy do a great job of that. And also the guy's a rim protector. He can guard on the perimeter. He can do anything you ask him to. Even slowing down Giannis Antetokounmpo, a former MVP. Uh, you got to you got to look at his resume. But if I had to pick a guy out of the three guys that we said, I would say Draymond for the same exact reason. Um, what he does for his team doesn't always show up on the stat sheet. Communication, grit, and also defensive rebounding is, is also important. But the guy can also guard one through five. I just feel as if if we're talking about like actual the who's the best defensive player currently right now, it should go to Draymond. But I can understand how people would pick Ben. Ben has been impressive all year. Gobert, oh. the only knock on Rudy, and I'm gonna speak, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be nice to Rudy. Rudy is great inside, but in this given stage, like a how the game looks, you have to be able to guard on the perimeter. You have to. At, at this given point, it's just you can scheme against that. Oh, you're only good in the paint. Oh, we can draw you out if you come across the wrong team with a stretch four or a stretch five. Bro, you're you're cooked. Um, you're done. <laughs> or if you go small, you got to take over out the game. It's just he's not versatile enough to be the de defensive player of the year three times in a row. Like it's just no. Well, it wouldn't be in a row, but I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, not not in a row, but three times. Like, nah, that's that's just no. It's so not you Draymond winning it out of the, the three. I think Draymond should win it. Okay, gotcha. If we talking, if we talking off of who's clearly been the best defensive player all year should be Draymond. Got you. I got you. All Much right. respect to those other guys, though. All right. We move on. We did the same time of the year. We move on to the rookie of the year. Uh, the nominees are LaMelo Ball of the Hornets, Anthony Edwards from the Timberwolves, and Tyrese Hilbert from the Sacramento Kings. Uh, who we got? I'm going LaMelo. My preseason prediction, he led his team, not almost a lead, but he helped his team go to the play-in game of the tournament. I know he missed time due to injury, so that might give Ant-Man a little bit more, like, credentials over him. I'm still riding with LaMelo. Oh, as you know, winning matters. He played a game that matters. Playing stats were recorded, even though he didn't play as well in that game. But I'm going LaMelo. Triple Bs. No. It should be Ant-Man. It, it, I don't understand. It's all. It's always a popularity contest. The kid, 
played unbelievable all year, didn't miss no time for real. I mean, you got to account for LaMelo missing time. Like, he's great. He's going to be – He's he's been a great rookie. Um, and his future is bright. But if I'm looking at it as who was the best player this year from a rookie standpoint, it's Anthony Edwards, bro. Straight dog. I'm, I'm going to agree with Jalen. I also have Anthony Edwards. Um, Melo missed that time, and it's going to hurt him because Anthony Edwards played every game, 72. In addition to that, I just think about the moments. You think about the dunking. Melo, of course, had his flashy plays, underhand passes and whatnot. But Anthony Edwards, I'm talking 30-point battles with Dame and uh, knockdown clutch shots against LeBron. I mean, come on. Ant was there, and he stepped up to the plate. And I'm looking forward to see how a healthier deloading and Cat being a facilitator and what Minnesota can do. But I, I got to take Anthony Edwards as Rookie of the Year. Uh, Cook Carter. Mm. Mm. I, I got to be the tiebreaker here, eh? Or the, the decider on if it's a tie or not. Looking at it, I'm not, I don't like to get hyped, caught in the hype, but I have to lean LaMelo Ball too. Why? Okay, Melo played 51 games, A Man played 72. That is definitely like, if A Man wins it, I think, you know, I'm not going to be mad either way, but that is something that needs to be said. He did play those games. However, outside of scoring the ball, which is, what I'm trying to get people to understand. Yes, he scored 19.3 points per game. Cool. But his assists are lower. His percentages are lower. His rebounds are lower. The dude had a complete, complete, what you say, Jalen? Complete game. He has a complete game to him. He does. And outside of him missing time, that would be the only knock on him. He averaged averaged 6.1 assists, 5.9 rebounds. Like, that's one or two more than Ant on the rebound front. I don't expect Ant to pass the ball. He's a shooting guard. He's there to score. Cool. Field goal percentage. Melo's 43, 44%. Like, he almost, that's, that is good. Three-point percentage, 36%, 35%. Also good. It's like, and then he didn't start every game either. Don't forget that. They had him coming off the bench at the beginning. I don't know if Ant, I don't know how many games Ant started. I don't think Ant started out of 72. But Melo started 31 games out of the 51 he played in. And Ant started 55 out of the 72 he played in. So it's a toss-up, to be honest. I think this is the closest rookie in the, rookie in the year race in a minute. I don't think last year was close. I don't think – I think Luke and Trey should have been close, but the Bowden wasn't. It should have been closer, but it wasn't. Um, and then last year, I think Ja walked away with it, obviously. So – this year, I wouldn't be surprised to come down to like a, a couple of votes. And there might be people voting with favoritism and whatnot. But as far as playing the full season, Ant-Man, as the number one pick, play the whole season, got to respect that. Got to appreciate that and commend that. But then as the number <coughs> two pick, you got you broke your wrist. You come back when people didn't think you was going to be able to come back. You pretty much rushed back, still played, helped your team make the play in. And you was electrifying. You was, you was the sports center highlight every week. How, but you know, I had to go with Lamelo based on just I was like amazed at how good he was. I didn't think he was gonna be, I didn't think he was gonna be this in the league 
that like, I knew he was gonna be that nice. I knew him. I mean, you gotta look at look at the positions they play though. Like Ant Man's only role on that team was to score, nothing else. Like zero, like nothing else. As a two guard, like he ain't even a combo guard. He's just straight two. Hey, bro, go get us a bucket. And he yeah. did that. He did his role. And Lamelo did too, though. And that's why I'm saying, like, when you look at the the discrepancies between the rebounders and assists, like Lamelo's just job is just way different. Yeah, it's way different. So you got to take into that into that account, though. But if I had to pick a guy who did their job the best, it'll probably be Ant Man because he was a he was a walking bucket. It had to be a bucket. Ant-Man. At the same time, it was like his game hasn't. Has his game hasn't, but like again, that's what I say. I like when players get the chance to struggle, so he got to play by himself without Cat and D'Lo. That's why next season, when it's time, he gonna be like, I'm ready. Like I'm gonna give you my, like I'm a, I could do this. I could do it by myself. He gonna be ready. That's that's why I feel like it's gonna help him in the long run. However, Lamelo, the team he walked into, they weren't that injury written except for Gordon Hayward. So he playing with a lot, of, but he, I think he changed that franchise though. That's how I feel. I think yes. Lamello, without Lamelo, that they wouldn't have been. I don't think they would have made the play. Got to give Gordon Hayward some credit too, though. Yeah, but I'm saying Lamelo when he gave him that spark when Gordon Hayward was hurt, Rozier started playing better. Yeah. Uh, Devonte Graham was out, so they did have a lot of injuries too. But you know, it's not as big as Cat and D'Lo being out. And then he made PJ Washington look better. He made, he made them all look better, especially Bridges. Though. I think Bridges benefited the most from Lamelo. Bridges, in my opinion, should have been MIP. So I guess that could be a segue into MIP. I don't know why. No, like huh? not, a, not the winner. I think he should have been. Oh. The he he for, compared to last year and this year, Miles Bridges is a big it's a big leap he made. Oh well, yeah. MIP candidates, a most improved player. We have Jeremy Grant, OKC alum of the Pistons, Porter Jr. of the Denver Nuggets, and Julius Randle of the New York Knicks. I think uh, Randle will win this award, but put in Bridges. I think Randall will win this award, but I'm going to take my time to shout out Jeremy Grant, wanting to lead his own team after helping the Denver Nuggets on both ends of the floor in the bubble, being a leading scorer, dropping 27. You're the man, even though you guys didn't win. They, you re-signed Dwayne Casey. I'm looking forward to what the Pistons are doing. This is Jeremy Grant's team. He wanted to be a true number one in the, in a, in a city that, he, that reflects the, his values in Detroit. And I think Jeremy Grant, I want him to win this award. He may not win it due to national media, you know, bias and things like that. But Jeremy Grant, you bought. I was clown when I say you were the most valuable for agent last year, but I had your back, man. I had your back. Yeah, we all thought you was wilding. I think, but. This, I think this is unanimous for MIP. Yes. Uh, um, I give you credit for Jeremy Jeremy Grant. I'm not going to disrespect Michael Porter and act like he didn't drop. He's not averaging 25. However, if you know who Michael Porter Jr. was in college, then you expect him to be a dude that came to the league and averaged 25. So I'm not really surprised. Well, he did improve. He improved, but it was like, he was supposed to be this from the jump. Like, everybody knew this is who he's supposed to be. ACL injury. He had this yeah. type of hype. Though. That's what I'm saying. He had he had the hype just like LaMelo, but it was just a little more low-key. But as a scorer, everybody knew he was a scorer. He's, posed, he's really like an injured first round, like first round, like overall first pick. Yeah, he's like over- he, he could have been a first pick yeah, if he was healthy. Oh, yeah, they was like he could, that was the John Moran Zion draft, right? He was a nice yeah. yeah, he, he could have been he could have been number one number, if he was healthy. He been number two, I think would have went over Ja. I don't think Zion. Nobody's going over. No, but if 
I mean, if, if he was if he'd have played at Mizzou like he was supposed to be, he might have. Nah, if he didn't get hurt, bro, it would have been all right. Man. It was nice. That'd have been debatable. It was nice. <laughs> he was. I agree. So we all got Randall winning. Yeah, Randall, Randall did improve. It's, but it's like if you watch Randall, you knew he got better every year. Like I know with the Lakers, it was like people used to be hating on him a little bit and. Why are you trying to bring the ball up and blah, 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 blah. D- give D'Lo the ball, that pitcher D'Lo asking for the ball, he don't pass it. Then he came to New Orleans. People people really didn't like watch us, I think, when he played with AD, because he was really good. And then AD got hurt, and he was still really good. And they bought him Boogie, I think, and he had to come off the bench. And he was still really good. And that's when he made that, you know, he left him with New York. That was uh, last year, right? Yeah. Wait, yeah, he went to New York last year. And it was like, he struggled, but that team was just a makeshift. How many free agents can we get this quick? And they just put that team together, obviously, and it wasn't good. So now you can tell he's been in the lab and all his hard work paid off. But again, that's one of, he wasn't as highly touted, you know, highly, uh, whatever they say, like people weren't expecting all this, but. Mm-hmm. All star. So- he did, he is good. But you know now he just reached that full potential and he kept working. So I think it's just give it to him. He's an awesome so now, person. do you feel better about my Julius Randle comparison to Zion? No, because you was calling him this before. This was, this was I was saying I was literally saying, Ju- like you sleeping on how good Julius Randle is, bro. Now like, gonna be like a Julius Randle, and I was like, is that an insult? And you was like, no. Oh, but I, it came off as an insult. I think it's gonna be like a Julie. His game is comparable to Julius Randle's. Like, actually, I ain't gonna say that because I already know that's gonna start something that we can't get into right now. But yeah, I'm gonna just leave it at that because I ain't even I ain't even gonna do that with y'all right now because y'all <laughs> gonna square up and down. I'm tripping. But you might thought of a superstar. No, I was gonna say his game is actually better than Zion's, but that's 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 fair to shoot. And Zion really can't hit a consistent three yet. But also, also, uh, Julius can create for others. He's underrated skill of his. But he don't have to. It's just it's all about fits. All right. In six years, they might be playing together. <laughs> yeah, buddy, keep praying. Not what y'all need. He talking about New York. He talking about New York. <laughs> um, he knows it's over. He knows it's over. <laughs> That's how it works. Good Man. God. Last but not least, uh, Coach of the Year, we have uh, Quinn Snyder of the Utah Jazz, Tom Thibodeau of the New York Knicks, and Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns. I could go first. I'm going Monty Williams, uh, going 8-0 and above and carrying that over and translating it to this season where you were expected to go to the postseason when you acquired Chris Paul, but actually living up to that, being a number two seed. Uh, I think um, the emergence of Michael Bridges and Cam Johnson Acquiring Jay Crowder, Aiden finally stepping up. We've seen in that postseason game for game one. I think uh, Monty Williams, he deserves his award. I think he will win it. He, he won the Coach of the Year award, voted on by the coaches, by the association. So I think he will win it. But I also want to give a lot of Quinn Snyder. Uh, nobody expected the Jazz to be the number one seed with no true superstar in that team. So giving Quinn Snyder his credit, but I think Monty Williams will win Coach of the Year. DeMond, what you got? I'm also take Monty Williams. I think what people also have to consider is that Devin Booker missed time. And you think about the guys who have come and played a, a bigger role on this team, like 
even though he got ejected yesterday, campaign coming in and playing valuable minutes in a playoff game is huge, considering he wasn't even in the league too long ago. He was taking pictures at media day with the Bulls, and people were like, who is this? So it's just it's just interesting to see him be able to take guys like, you know what Chris Paul is going to do, but for Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton in any capacity to outplay not only the defending champs, but LeBron James and Anthony Davis to outplay them on the floor in their playoff debuts is huge. And you got to go back to head coaching for that. So I got Monty Williams. Uh, JB. It's, it's money Williams, bro. Like look what he's done with the Suns. But before I get into praising Monty, I just want to give Quinn his, his flowers though. Um, Quinn has done an amazing job in Utah, bro. Like an amazing job, like developing, uh, Donovan Mitchell into the superstar that he is. And, um, you know, everybody know how I feel about Gobert, but just putting that old thing together and making it work and actually coming away with like a number one seating this year is impressive. Regardless of if LeBron was hurt for X amount of time, like the guys, they, they were rolling this year. And I feel like Quinn deserves his flowers, bro. But um, can't give you this award, bro. But, you know, that boy Monty came out. I was loving, I was loving the uh, acquisition. I felt as if Devin Booker just needed a coach and a coach and a, and a co-star. Um, he got it and, you know, Monty has pretty much made these guys into a prohibited favorite to win the title. Like one of the, fa- one of the favorites to win the title. I wouldn't say prohibited. That's just being disrespectful. But, you know, <clears throat> I just love what he did, man, from the bubble last year going 8-0. I mean, they were really building something. And then to come in this season, add the pieces that you did and still carry that momentum is just, like, amazing. So hats off the money, man. Like, Monty, uh, you deserve it. And Cut Carter, I feel like we're all going to be on Monty Williams here. Do I? Am I right? Yeah, I'm going Monty Williams. You know, I never wanted him to leave New Orleans when he got fired. Thanks. Um, the, whole, the whole way he – uh. I feel like he was changing the culture there and they just, you know, they got rid of him because of the superstar there at the time might not have agreed with his philosophy. Um, but, you know, all good, you know, good people end up finding jobs elsewhere and they, you know, good people gonna shine wherever they go. So I'm glad he get to shine. I think Quinn did a good job though. I do respect what he did without um, Donovan Mitchell for um, about almost 15 games or so. Um, and still being able to hold on to that one seed. And the Suns did take it away from him at one point. Um, it's Monty, though. Like, it's, I think that should be a unanimous decision on Monty. Uh, and Tom Thibodeau making it. Was he the coach of the Knicks last year? I don't know. I can't. He was not. It was, I believe they fired, they hired Fizdale. Fizdale. Now, Thibodeau coming in there his first season and getting them back in the offs, that is. That is impressive. Well, respect. However, it's just a, you know, it was good. It's great coaching this year all around, but not all around, but in a lot of, a lot of teams. So if you got to pick one, you got to pick the one that I feel like that had the biggest impact and the biggest gain is going from lottery pick to going from a, or going from, yeah, and a lot, not the lottery, but you know, a bottom 10, a bottom five, four team in the league to number two is all I need to say in Phoenix at that, not New York and not in the bigger market. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, that is our NBA awards predictions based on the finalists. Uh, 
there as we as you can see today that they will be announced during this the the close season. So be on the lookout for that. Before JB. we get into you say what? JB 12-2 run to start the game for Milwaukee. 2-0. That's fine. 2-0? Games games is a uh it's a game of runs, man. They making their run early. So we'll see how it pans out down the stretch. No, they're not built for runs. But. <laughs> uh, before we do get to our postseason predictions, um, I just want to hear you guys' um, all-NBA all first team and first team all-defense, if you guys have that list compiled. I do. I'll go ahead and go first. For my first team, I believe, with Steph, Jokic, and Embiid, uh, and they fixed the flexibility last year. So I think they pretty much – wanted to have Jokic and Embiid or AD um, be eligible to where they both could make this possible with how LA was set up last year. Um, so I'm going to have those three as my lock. I think Giannis makes it in. And I'm going to go ahead and give Dame the nod at the guard spot over Luka. Um, Luka definitely deserves his recognition. I have him on my second team. Um, but I think Dame, as far as the moments and just him standing out and being that superstar that we saw from the bubble and continue that has to be acknowledged. Um, so that's my first team, uh, all NBA for my first team defense. I'm going to take Ben Simmons, Drew Holiday being continuing to be who he is for the Bucks and being what we thought that he would be. Um, and I do want to say, I think the Bucks won the trade as far as the hall, but Drew came in and still, and now we're seeing his pain dividends against a team that they couldn't get over the hump. So we'll continue to see if that's the case. I think Giannis continues uh, to make first team, Draymond and Gobert. Uh, I can go next. Uh, for my first team, I don't know about the flexibility thing, DeMond, but I, I didn't base mine off of that. But if they did, I would definitely, my list would definitely change. But for me, uh, guards, I have Steph Curry, you know, that incredible run he went on, I had to include him on there. Number two, I have Russell Westbrook. Now I'm playing. I got Luka Doncic uh, making it at my second guard spot, leading the Mavericks to the <coughs> fifth seed in, uh, in the West. Number three, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo, third seed with the Milwaukee Bucks, helping them after the acquisition holiday, hopefully going for that finals push. Number four, I was struggling to find another uh, forward in the um, All-NBA, but I went with Kawhi Leonard or well, what he did. He And he played most of the games this season than he did. Ever has been. Not ever has, but since he's been the low management going on, this is the first time he's been playing like a lot of games. So I get quite a nod. And of course I gave MV- MVP Jokic the nod for the center spot for all defense. Uh, Simmons and holiday uh, had to put that as the guards and Draymond out bio for the forwards. And I have Gobert at the center. I will say um, Dylan Brooks uh, will make a team. I think he's been uh, exceptional, becoming a two-way guard. We've seen it in the playing tournament, Garden Curry. We've seen it game one against the Jazz. Things he's able to do on both ends of the floor and just just always messing with your best offensive guard and just putting him in straps. So I think Dylan Brooks, he, if he makes the first 10, I'll be incredible. But for now, I have him making a second, first, second team all defense. Uh, Jalen Nakakar. I agree with DeMond's first team all NBA. Joker and B, Giannis, Dame, Steph. Uh, defense, the three finalists, obviously. That leaves two spots. I want to put Drew in there, but I feel like I'm missing some. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy and Jimmy's in there. So I guess I go Jimmy and Drew, maybe. Bam wouldn't be able to make it on there because the other two, Draymond and uh, Gobert. But um, I'll throw Jimmy and Drew in there into that race. All right. 
got that out the way. And now we get to the fun stuff in the NBA playoffs. Um, let's give our own here, you guys, predictions. Uh, original predictions for the, um, the playoffs started. I will go first for the Western Conference. Let me pull up my tweet. I have the Jazz in five, the Clippers in six, mm. the Nuggets in seven, the Lakers in five for the West. And in the East, I have the 76ers in four. The Nets in four, the Bucks in five, and the Hawks in seven. To break it down, I'll give you my predictions before the games as well. I've got the, <laughs> over the Celtics in four. I've got the Bucks over the Heat in seven. Um, I had the Blazers over the Nuggets in seven. I had the Clippers over the Mavs in six. Uh, Wizards over the 76ers in seven. Hawks over the Knicks in six. Um, the Jazz over the Grizzlies in five. Mm, regret that one. And the Suns over the Lakers in seven. Oh, you got some hot takes on yours. I do. Mm. <laughs> mm. I guess I'll go ahead and get mine out. So, in the East, I have the Sixers over – no, actually, I have the Wizards beating the Sixers in seven. Oh, disrespectful. Okay. I have the Wizards beating the Sixers in seven. Um, it's a clean sweep, Boston and uh, and um, Brooklyn. I feel like Brooklyn is going to sweep them. They they won't win a game. Um, three and six. Well, I got us winning over the Bucks in six. I think they never they they got better, but the way I'm looking at the game, it's not really. Too much of a difference. No, they're going on a run now. I don't regret it. I feel still like we're winning six. It is 19 5 Milwaukee. So you're saying they're going to win every game from this point on? <clears throat> I believe we will. Mm. I believe we, I believe we win this game. Mm. I believe we win this game. But um, with that being said, who I'm missing? I'm missing three and six. Who's the third seed this year? Out of the uh, out of the east, no, that was us. I'm missing four and five. I just did three and six. Knicks Hawks. Oh, I got the Hawks. I got the Hawks over the Knicks and six. Yeah, come on now, stop playing. I love what the Knicks have done this year. Don't get me wrong, Julius has been amazing. D Rose has been amazing. Um, they got a lot of nice young pieces, but at the end of the day, bro, to win playoff games, you do need star power, and Trey Young is a bona fide. I'll go ahead. Boy, that boy a superstar. Give him the stamp, JB. That boy a superstar. <laughs> Trey Young is a superstar, bro. Did I have him as a superstar going in the game and before the game last night? No, but he had his moments in the garden, gaming, folks. And you got thirty. Come on, man, stop playing with him on the biggest stage of basketball. The basketball, the, the mecca, the mecca of basketball. People don't understand the gravity that holds. The guy's a superstar after last night. He had his moment. Got to give him his flowers. Moving on to the West. Um, I got Utah beating Memphis, bro, in, in, uh, in five. Like, yeah, it's, they won't win another game once Donovan Mitchell gets back. And I, I'm snapping that. Also a superstar as well. Hmm? I say he will play game two. He's playing game two. And if he continue, if he plays throughout the entire playoff series, I don't see Memphis beating him at all. He he told them he wanted to play, and they told him no for game one. So 
they wanted to make it make it seem like it was gonna be a series, I guess. I can't wait till free agency time for him comes. <laughs> I know he out of there. I know he out of there. Oh, he's throwing the pot. No, I ain't. No. I want to. I want <laughs> him to leave. When I see him get that boy seventy-two million dollars. I knew he was leaving when that time was up. Oh yeah. I knew. I knew it. Wait, he's on a four-year, seventy-two million dollar deal. No, they gave Gobert that money. Two hundred million. Yeah, and he didn't want. He didn't. He didn't want Rudy there no more. That's why I say when they Rudy with Wade being there, Rudy will be gone. I can almost yeah, I, I know Rudy be gone. Because uh, it's gonna come down to oh, either Rudy or Donovan. And you're wait, picking Donovan wait. 10 out of 10 times. You part owner now? Yeah, he's he's uh I think he's a part of their basketball operations now. D Wade. No, he like yeah, he got a he got a stake in that team now. Yeah, he has a stake in that team. Yeah, Wish him, it could have been Miami, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I guess. Um they say he made a huge investment in the in the jazz majority <clears throat> ownership. He what? Wait, what? Say it again. I'm about to read majority. it. Majority. Majority? That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they said the the headline is Dwayne Wade made a huge investment in the 1.66 billion Utah Jazz joining majority owner Ryan Smith. Oh. Oh, so now, oh. He's part with the majority. He's like, it's them two. Yeah. Or it's probably more than just them two, though. Oh, no, we're joining him. He's like in a leadership group. I like Rudy. He bought an ownership stake with them, basically. With the majority. So he's not like, yeah. he has a vote. Yeah. Yeah. No more. Yeah. Go Bears. Go. Oh, yeah. Bye bye, Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> Out of there. Let's play. Give us the name back. Can we get the name back and y'all take the Pelicans and we get the Jazz? Because why are you saying we? That ain't my team. I said, no. Talking oh, <laughs> my bad. We get our name back. It ain't no Jazz in Utah. New Orleans Jazz. Yeah. Let us get our name back. We gave our name up to Charlotte. Give it, y'all get y'all name. Y'all go the find the Utah Mormons. I mean, to change the name to the Utah Mormons. Finish your prediction, JB. <laughs> All right. So I love, I'm going to start off like, so the Suns and Lakers. I'm going to take my time with this one. I love LeBron, bro. I really do. But one of my favorite players, some of my second favorite player of all time. Love but, that team. But, but those guys are just playing out, just not healthy. And I said it. I've been saying it all year. I said, the Suns, bro, they look really good. They look great. I said, them boys is going to give the Lakers trouble if they catch them. And they caught, them, and they caught these boys while they hurt. It's a wrap. I got the Suns beating the Lakers in six. It ain't even going to go seven games. Mm, okay. LeBron, LeBron is, LeBron is hurt, bro. LeBron is banged up. Father Time is – I never thought I would say this, but Father Time has caught up to my second favorite player of all time. And to be honest, I think Aiden is punking AD right now. Um, and I think that continues throughout the series. We saw what Aiden did, what he had, 21 and, and 15. That's just pure effort. You you just playing harder than the other guy at that point. AD just – I just don't think he has the mindset. I feel like he's gotten complacent this year for whatever reason. Um, you know, but yes, Suns and six. Moving on, Portland and the Nuggets. Without Jamal Murray, the Nuggets don't have a shot in hell in beating Damian Lillard. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, this is going to end in five. Yeah, Jokic, you winning the MVP, but you can't, you can't do none with no Dame. You can't do. And he got Norman Powell now. Oh yeah, rap. <laughs> bye bye.
And um, who else we got here? Last is Nick. Oh, we got uh, the Clippers in Dallas. I'm going to tell you right now. What I seen game one from the Clippers is piss poke. I don't know what, dog. I try to defend I try to defend Paul George <laughs> as much as I can. I can't do it no more. Mm. I can't do it. Well, how you lo- how are y'all losing to Dallas? Dallas is not just not a knock on Dallas, but I'm saying, think about it. You got a guy who they was just saying was the best player in the league a year ago, year or two ago. Kawhi. Then you got a dude who calls himself playoff P, and he played great throughout the regular season. They, they call they call him PPP. You played great throughout the regular season. I need you to elevate your game. They call him in the playoffs. Now, her, her me, JB? Huh? They call him PPPG now because he a scam. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Bruh, but I'm just sick of it, bro. It's just like step your game up in the playoffs. You – you play all those regular season games for one reason only. Go to the playoffs and compete for a championship. It's time to step it up, bro. You're capable. Get out your head, PG. Make me look like a genius. <laughs> Please. With that being said, bro, I don't think Paul George is what I had I had the Clippers winning beforehand oh, in six. But I know that ain't gonna happen. I know I'm gonna get that wrong. But I had the Clippers winning in six beforehand. So I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. Uh, Cut Carter, your uh, original postseason predictions. All right. I was going to switch it up and put the Grizzlies winning, but I'm glad yeah, I did. I got the Hawks in five. Oh, I, got wow. the, I got the Heat in seven. Nets in four. Sixes in five. <clears throat> in five. Mavericks in six. Jazz in six. Blazers in six. All right. You only get a one seven game series, maybe. But I don't I don't know if based on the score, I don't know if it'll be this one. Jace, you're here. Are you are you, can you speak? Or well, it's welcome, man. Jace Easterwood. Jace, how you doing, man? Hey man, I just found ten dollars on the ground, man. Oh wow. I'm I, lucky. Hey, hey, I, hey, I just got it. on work, found ten dollars on the ground, man. Listen hey. to white teeth by YB, man. Hey, I'm not feeling good right now. What hey, my bad boo, quick to interrupt you, but you know, based on Another fan's uh, input. One of my friends just saw Sean McVay at a restaurant here in Atlanta. Sean McVay said, I'm coming get Julio. Whoa, whoa, whoa. My source is the pack chat. Y'all all in it. Y'all can go look in there and see. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let me, yeah, I, I got a pop. No yeah. way. They don't got no picks. They don't got no first. Tell the Get in the uh, chat real quick. I mean, get in the um, yeah. in the uh, podcast real quick and put Shami Bay on if he really bought it for real. <laughs> I do it. <laughs> but you know how much content that'll be. <laughs> Let me talk to McVay. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, should I go spend this ten dollars or should I keep it? You don't invest in something you don't need. Uh, food. <laughs> Duke's cooked at home though. That's straight. You know, she's so sweet. Well, while we, we try to get Sean McVay on the podcast. Uh Jace, what were your original uh NBA playoff predictions? Original? Yeah, don't don't let game one bias you. What were your original predictions? Oh, um 
Memphis is going against Utah. Uh, I was saying Utah was going to win at first. Um, I don't know how severe Donovan Mitchell's uh, injury is. How severe is it? Is it a high? We'll be back game. Oh, okay. Well, I got I got um Utah on five. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Lakers Suns. Lakers Suns. Oh, y'all already know how I feel about that. I've seen it plenty of times in the first game. Uh, it happened with James Harden, Russell Westbrook, um, Damian Lillard, a lot of them. Uh, Lakers on five. All right. Um, Trailblazers. Oh, let DeMond say something real quick. We're not in the bubble anymore. Oh, okay, okay. That's all I was all over here. All right, next room. <laughs> Trailblazers and Nuggets. Trailblazers and Nuggets. Um, uh, I got Trailblazers in six. All right. And I, I had to win it in the first place. Lastly, in the West, uh, the Clippers and Mavericks. Now, this one, I had the Clippers winning in uh, six. But, you know, hey, I, I like the Mavericks. I love the Mavericks. I ain't going to lie. I like them. Y'all, 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 y'all are saying they suck and stuff like that, which is, it just baffles me. But, um, yeah, I, I, I said Clippers and six. But let me get let me get Mavs and seven, though. All right. And in the East? Mavs and seven. In the East, we have the 76ers and the Wizards. I had the 76ers winning that in six. I still do. All right. Uh, not, not six, five. I mean, five, five. Five, okay. Then we have the Wizards. I mean, not the Wizards. The um, Nets and Celtics. Um, I had the Nets winning in six. Oh, we giving Celtics a lot of credit. Um, The Bucks and Heat. Bucks and Heat. Did it? I don't even know who won the first game. The Bucks won the first game. Who won? Who won? Who won game one? Bucks. 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 I I feel like that one goes to game seven. I really don't know. I didn't have. I didn't know. Uh, I really think about that game for real. So, I say it goes to seven games though. All right. And lastly, Give me Bucks. Lastly, uh, Hawks versus the Knicks. This one, hey, this one gonna go to seven for sure. This one mm. going to seven for sure. Uh, I want Hawks though. Give me Hawks. Hawks is seven. True to Atlanta. Got you. <laughs> All right. Before we go to music, cause we're about to go to music. Um, I want to hear. I, I want to hear you guys name a player or a couple, cause you guys have a lot of players in mind. That that will take that next step into being that guy in this postseason. Which player do you have being that player? What you mean, like, like? They they're like elevating their game, or you talking about? Yeah, whatever you want to define it as, but oh, uh, deep book, and tell me why. Mm. Tell mm. you why? Yeah, Talk because he's he's been like that. He's uh, you know, he's he's already a superstar in my my opinion. So um, okay. hey, I, I and we have said this before. Jason Tatum and Devin Booker have the game like they. Have that game, especially playoff wise, like they have that game to elevate their team in their game. So, be book. It should be no other answer, honestly. <laughs> Devon, what you got? Um, Jace took my answer with Devin Booker, as I will now be hashtagging the phrase "Taylor Made." You made me do this, bruising. <laughs> um, but I'm also, I, I'm about to tell you, bro. I'm really looking at Ja, and now I think Ja has the opportunity to take his game to 
a whole nother level. Like, I don't know what the second round matchup will possibly be for them. And I don't think they should be favored to win it as they should not be favored to win this one. But with Ja, they always got a chance. You watch Memphis and, you know, Jaron Jackson missed a lot of time. He's still getting back into the groove of things. Shout out that boy Jonas Valanciunas looking like he back in the six. Dylan Brooks and Bruises mentioned, you know, a lot of good core players from Memphis. But it all starts with Ja. And you've seen it in the game against the Warriors, closing got a, it's winter go home he's he's been playing with that mentality for a minute um so i just wanted to give a salute to ja after not making the play in after not winning in the play in last year and being bounced they wasn't going out like that again this year and he's showing why he was rookie of the year he's worth all the hype coming from a small school he reminds me a lot of dame and his story and also just his game I see Russell Westbrook. I see Chris Paul. I see Kyrie. You can see flashes of different superstar players in Ja, and it's all just coming together. So I think Ja officially takes that next step, and Memphis will beat Utah. Wow! 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 Uh, hey, bro, can I uh, can I rephrase my or revise my uh, sure, sure, boy, you can revise it. I just want to make it clear: uh, Phoenix will lose against the Lakers. They will lose, but. Um, if they take them to six, seven games, I feel that Devin Booker will score at least 30-plus in every single one of those games. Mm. If we're talking about somebody that goes deep into the playoffs, it would be Trey Young. Not rest my case. Uh, Carter, or, uh, who do you have? Uh, can't hear you. You're on mute. I didn't, and I didn't do it this time. Who do I, I didn't, I don't, oh, I was on the phone. Who do I have what, though? I, I lost sight of the question. I ain't going uh, That taking that next step and taking that next, the leap that, that'd be like, that's the guy that the media will recognize that he is that guy come postseason and he should be, he shouldn't be trifled with uh, MVP considerations, uh, uh, making an NBA, all, all NBA team, being that guy, that team's fear in this postseason. I, well, I think the main, Four, three, four guys right now. Is, one. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna talk about all of them. I'm just saying the main, the main three, four guys right now is is Trey, Ja, um, Devin Booker, and um, I'm missing one. Who's the fourth one? Tatum. No. <laughs> all right, bro. Shit. Yeah, you bugging. Can't think. We just talking about him, bro. Mitchell. Well, he would. Well, he's not playing right now. But when he come back, he he gonna he he do this every year. Um, can't think of it right now. Maybe it's just them three. Anyway, Donovan Mitchell. No, because uh, he's not playing right now. I know he. I know he's he does this every year though. It's never like. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Consistent with it, I think Luca also becoming consistent with it. So, I think the main three guys that could take like this three guys is is Ja Trey and um. Devin Booker, yeah, Ja Trey and Devin Booker got the most of the game. However, I don't think any of them make it out the first round, but Trey Young. And I also don't think, I also think the other two get more respect than Trey Young. So Trey needs this. They beat the Knicks and they go on to play the Sixers most likely. If they can mess around with the Sixers and because the Hawks don't play the Sixers bad, if they play them good enough to where it's six, go five or six. And he holding his own, which he probably will, because he always does. I don't think you um I don't think he's gonna get as much disrespect no more. I think Luca overshadows him a lot. 
I think everybody feel like the Mavericks won that trade, so it, it's bad on his rep. And everybody look overlooks Trey. It's like he, he get overlooked. But having 30 and 10 in your playoff debut in, in the Mecca, like Jalen said, how could you not respect him? And he's like 150 pounds soaking wet. So like you got the small, like I'm saying, not you know, just saying he's a small kid. You got a small kid out there hitting floaters for hitting floaters gaming you. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just I like to see it, and I like that moment he had with his dad where he was like, that's how we built, you know, we built like that, son. He's like, Yeah, dad, yeah. So I love to see Trey get the hype. I think Ja already had the hype being the second pick. I think, and I think Devin Booker got the hype already because of his scoring ability. But now everybody get to see that scoring and facilitating ability from Trey Young. So uh Burr, big bird. Uh, real quick, real quick, real quick, I'm gonna pull a Jason realize my, oh, my bad. I still, I still have Ja, but I think the player who has the most to gain could be DR. <laughs> Uh, considering the Chris Paul injury and the way that he dominated AD in game one, if he can do that for a series, they'll beat, they'll beat LA. And I think they should be the favorites going past round two because the big man play is, of course, what we talk about with beating uh, Brooklyn coming out the East. But if they are able to do that with Milwaukee or he's able to give them that type of play and they end up seeing uh, – Excuse me. They end up seeing uh, and beating them. That'd be exceptional. So I think DeAndre Aiden, if he's able to play at the level he did, Phoenix would be damn near unbeatable. I promise you, he won't do that again. I'm gonna say, can I say something about that? <laughs> he won't do that again. Okay. If DeAndre Aiden can stop uh, Anthony Davis in all the games they play, he's he's top five center in the game. <laughs> well, let me. It's not him stopping him. It's AD stopping him. Exactly. That's what it AD, AD lets people get in his head because he's mentally weak. That's there his only is. knock on his, going, his own game. He's just mentally weak. Like, you start – you have a little adversity, and he doesn't know how to handle that. That's I why – I, I think he gets in his own head. He can't get out of his own head. The stuff because I seen what last night, saying. bro, it was just bad. Like, he just – he wasn't boxing out. He wasn't doing anything. Like, he was taking dumb shots. Like, it was just weird. I, I also need the Lakers to start looking at the veterans on their team and stop relying on certain players. Rely on, like, a veteran like who? Who's going to rely on? One being number zero and the other being the new number two. Jared Dudley? What? Huh? You said who? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It lagged a little bit. I could have sworn you said Jared. I said number zero and number two need to see. Oh, I'm tweaking. Okay. I did not like what I saw from number zero yesterday at all. Oh, yeah. I never liked what, what I saw from him. none of them at all yesterday. I'm keeping it a bean. I think Marcus yeah. is the veteran. I don't like Marcus that much, but I think the experience matters. Drummond don't have that. Let the veterans play a little bit. Especially Wesley Matthews, see more minutes. And, bro, I don't know who told Schroeder he was a starter, bro. Hey, what? Know. Whoa, you whoa, ho, 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 ho. Wait, what? Whoa, hold on, buddy. Hold on, buddy. You got, you, I got to stop you right there, bro. Not a starter. Dennis Schroeder, not a, he, okay. Yeah, that's. He's the, know. he's the third one to go, go get a bucket. He's going to be the one to go get you a bucket. You, you're, you, you have lost your mind, bro. Dennis Schroeder on the right team. He, he's a starter. Like, he wouldn't start over nobody like a, a, a all star point guard or a superstar point guard. But he's a starter at the point guard position. 
at point guard? Knicks. Want me to name another one? I don't know about the Knicks. I, I agree with you, Jalen. Just let the record show. I don't know about the Knicks because I feel like, bro, the reason I don't like him starting right now is because with the Knicks, Julius has the ball a lot of the times. With the Lakers, LeBron has the ball a lot of times. I don't trust Dennis Schroeder to hit no spot up three consistently. Okay. He was he was in consideration for the sixth man of the year for a reason. That's what I'm saying. That's why I like him off the bench. He won it last yeah, year. I'm saying he can get a buck, though. Oh, he did. No, he didn't. Some people need to come out. Will can get a bucket. Bro. Year, oh, yeah, did. Lou did win it last year. You're right. You're right. Will can get a bucket too, but he's better off the bench. Some, some people need to come off the bench. Montrez Harrell won it last year. He's not a starter either. Why? Because he's better off the bench. Hmm. I'm just saying. You know. Yeah. I think as far as compliment, I feel like he wanted that as a one-year deal to give him what he want, but the team... I see what you're saying, man. The team needs to be facilitated by LeBron, so he needs shooters and defenders. Dennis got the defending part down, but I don't think he was liable to score a three. And then when that flo- and when that got him, stuff don't work because Aiden's, Aiden's there, and he Aiden did do well against that, too. Then what? We got to sit there and know how to, to snake, bro. We help him. You that's over with for that all them all them lives like that that you usually would yeah, get. Best player hurt, bro. Hmm? LeBron not healthy, bro. They not winning nothing I'm with not him. He didn't. Him. He didn't. He didn't even play. He didn't have a LeBron game. He had a good game, but he didn't have a LeBron playoff. Like we know what LeBron looked like in the playoffs, bro. That ain't it at all. Not even in a fill-out game. That ain't LeBron. No. No, You're I not going to tell me that's LeBron in the playoff I think game. I've said this every, like, every, all, a lot last year. I'm not. I'm not worried about LeBron. I'm worried about the person that's supposed to. Because LeBron said it from the jump. This is AD team. He says that a lot, but he mean when he says that he means this is your team to score for. When you're not scoring, and I got, the, I'm leading the team in scoring. It's a, it's an issue, and Anthony needs to be better. That's my thing. This is all that's contingent upon value. do how how that's much do you believe in Anthony. If Anthony plays better, it'll make everybody else look better. So Schroeder can start when, when Anthony's being Anthony. But when Anthony's not being Anthony and nobody else is getting buckets, it looks it looks it looks bad. That's what I'm saying. Like now Anthony, Anthony not scoring. You got LeBron here trying to facilitate and nobody else scoring either. So now, but you now got a force. You got that force in Aiton, though, bro. Aiton's a force. And I mean, Anthony Davis just he's proven he just don't play well against guys who got that force like that. Drummond didn't do hell his own like that. That's why, and Anthony, see, that's another thing, again, about him getting his own head. He hates playing the five. Like, he hates it. Those, the the four and five can be interchangeable. He hates playing the five. He don't like being the biggest dude on the court. He don't like being, he don't like having to do center duties. Because he can't bang with centers. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the problem. He don't want to bang with centers because he can't. But we keep moving, bro. I was just, you know, Jalen, what player do you have making that leap? What? Like on book? Come on, man. Stop playing. Stop playing with me, bro. You know I'm going to say Devin Booker, bro. Come on, bro. The guy's been... You know what, bro? Superstar. Finally got the pieces he need around him to succeed from a coaching standpoint, from a personnel standpoint, a standpoint out on the floor. Um, we, we, we looking at a guy who has the potential to be like the second coming of, of um, Kobe Bryant. And I'm giving him that praise because he deserves that praise.
the guy is just phenomenal on the offensive end. Um, want to see him continue to take strides on the defensive end, which I think he will. But Devin, man, that's 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 a special talent, bro. Special talent. I think he, I think he's the guy. Much respect to those other guys like Ja Morant. I see Ja Morant. I see Tatum. I see Donovan. Like I see all of them, bro. In in, but by far, I think it's uh, I think it's Devin. Got you. And for me. <laughs> I'm taking Donovan Mitchell. I know that he always elevates his game in the postseason, but I think this this is the year for them to make a, a, a real playoff run. I'm talking Western Conference Finals, potentially NBA Finals run for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, we've seen him go seven, blowing a 3-1 lead against the Nuggets last year in the bubble, beating OKC with Paul George and uh, Russell Westbrook. They always make it to the second round or go to game seven in the first round just – just uh, blow it at the end. But I think this is the year for Donovan Mitchell to actually uh, take over, lead his team to the Western Conference Finals, potentially to the finals, and just start putting respect on Utah Jazz's name. Um, they want to be re- uh, want to be recognized as a true threat, uh, not, even though they're in a small market. They uh, Him and Gobert were the last two picks in the NBA All-Star game. But Mitchell didn't even start after having the best record in the West. It's unheard of. So I think this is the year Donovan Mitchell shows the world that, you know what, I'm here. I'm never you. You gonna have to deal with me for the next decade or so. So I got Donovan Mitchell, man. And we'll be back. You will be back game two for the Grizzlies. So it'll be fun to watch. Uh, is there any sports news? NBA, NFL, NCAA. Uh, any news breaking before we go to music? I guess not. There, uh, Carter, Carter, you can take it away. So this music segment will be dedicated to the artist of the decade. That's why I got this shirt on. According to Billboard. October's very Mm -hmm. According to Billboard. Not not just according to Billboard. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Who would be a bigger artist in the last decade? I'm I'm just kidding. But it's relative, of course. It's subjective. Billboard. The last last 10 years, who was the biggest, who was the bigger artist? Well, what are we going off of? You can go off anything, honestly, because... He got it all. Got what all? He can't dance. <laughs> mm. Talk to him. <laughs> I'm talking about metrics. Record sold. It's him. Numbers. Yes, I know numbers is Drake. It's him. He did make the Tucci slide. Oh, he did make the Tucci slide. What does that mean? <laughs> so we talking about from 20. You just said he can't dance. He can't. 2020. <laughs> Back the gun, no secrets. Bro, y'all tripping. Bro. All right, continue. <laughs> Artist of the decade, you see I got on October's very own, OVO, Juicy Drake. I don't think nobody else deserves or not. However, last week we did get new music, and I'll be remiss if I don't mention it. Last week we got Trackstar Remix by Mooski featuring Chris Brown, A Boogie with the Hoodie, and Young Blue. Um, We also got Dr. Evil. Young Nudie, I rock with it too. I rock with that one hard. We also got Gang Gang, Polo G and Lil Wayne. Stunner Man, Birdman and Roddy Witch featuring Lil Wayne. We also got Freedom Boys by 42 Doug. We also got Community Service by YG and Mozzie, bro. Hey, Bruce, go check that out. YG, YG's back with some of those. My Crazy Life raps. And Mozzie was on there too. They was both sliding together. Um, and I just wanted to shout out those songs. Oh, we also got Pooh Shicey last week. I'm sorry. 
Shiesty Season Spring Edition, Spring Deluxe Edition. And Young and May also dropped the project last week. And Young Ma. Yeah, I had to go ahead and shout them out too. All right. So, speaking of the artist of the decade, since y'all seem to have a problem with him having that title. I don't he's know. The, of the decade, who is? The artistic genius. I think the elephant in the room of who everybody really wants to say is um, Kanye West, who yeah, I no. feel like this, this, this past, we talking about decade here. He's dominated most of that decade, most of the decade from 2010 to 16, it was Kanye. But do you not know what part. Drake did from 2010 to 2016? Hold on, wait. Did you do? Do you know? Uh, did you know that Kanye dropped one of the greatest rap? No, not greatest rap album. One of the greatest albums ever in this in this past decade. Did you know that? Did you know that Drake did the same thing? Nah. Oh wow. Name I, I I can't say one of his albums is the greatest. Like Drake makes great music, bro. Like I'm not gonna take that away from you. I'm co-signing that. But, I agree. Wait, but, so this decade on, is two thousand. My beautiful right? twisted dark fantasy. Like, come on, bro. Like that's a that's a classic album. Let's be, be let's be real though. That album dropped in two thousand ten. Drake Drake's dropped in two thousand eleven. Decade ten, twenty ten to twenty twenty. That's why I'm asking. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna say 2011, okay, I get that's what it's based on. But he dropped that album 2010, and then after that he dropped Jesus, which I like, Life of Pablo, which I like, and then Ye, which is like in mid grade. And then he yeah. dropped the gospel album. He's versatile. He's across all genres. Don't talk mm-hmm. versatile with me because Drake literally gets flack for being versatile. You, for, right? you forgot. You forgot Watch the Throne too. Oh, he did forget Watch the Throne. One of the greatest collab albums ever. I'm just saying. What does that mean? Don't don't be a prisoner of the moment. I'm saying Drake oh, deserves this. Also, 2011 is artist of the decade, oh. not artist of the beginning of the 2010s. I'm yeah, like I'm saying, based on numbers, it is Drake. But this is a music conversation, so it is subjective. But I'm not giving Drake isn't my artist of the decade. If that makes sense. But if you're going off the numbers, the stats, and all that, yeah, Drake is going to have all of that. But yeah. You look at artist of the decade. This is this Kanye was already on his third, fourth album in 2010. Thank Drake's debut album dropped in 2010. Well, what was that? Then, Take Me Later. That was all right. Then it was Take Care, 2011. Then it was We Made It and Nothing Was The Same, 2013. Then it was Wait Till You See The Way I Catch Up, 2014. If you're reading this, it's too late. Back to back. Summer 16. I swear Drake don't got no bad albums. <laughs> Views. Views 2016. More Life 2017. Scorpion 2018. Dark Lane Light. Like, Twenty ten. I didn't care for Scorpion like that. Scorpion, I put Scorpion as his worst album, but that was in twenty eighteen, and then he dropped Dark Lane demos and Scary Hours too, and Laugh Now and Cry Later. All of that since that, and nobody's had a discrepancy with those, except maybe. Oh, I, I ain't listen to Scary Hours. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I'm coming. I ain't listen to Scary Hours though. I ain't listening to them songs. There's no bad song on Scary Hours too. I just don't see. The um, I mean, three Kanye can be. When we say artist. I understand Kanye is very versatile. I understand that. You talking artists? Like- and then this is not even acknowledging all the singles that leaked during this time frame, from "Dreams Money Can Buy," "The Motion," "Trust Issues," "Days." Are we? I get only my side. About, um, music, right? Like musically, artists of the decade, right? 
But I, I, I think it's Drake and I think it's a good feat for him to have. I think according think, to all right, bro. That's that's their award. <laughs> I want I just wanna know why y'all think it's Kanye. I don't I don't I don't I don't really care who it is. I just don't think we should just automatically give it to Drake. Unless we're going by numbers. That's what they're going by. It's well, literally I, billboard. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the dub boys gonna give it to Drake. Okay. okay. But I mean, Drake puts out good music. So from 2020 to 2030, who do you think will be the artist of the decade? Drizzy Drake. Bad boy. Ray. Young I boy. Just <laughs> Young boy. It's going to be YB. It's going to be Young Boy Never Broke Again. I see being bad money based on sales. Based on sales, we're going bad money, which is my bad. Am I what you said? I let y'all have the conversation, but if it wasn't Drake, my pick would have had to be the weekend for artist of the decade. Uh, OVO XO, you know the ties, but uh, I, I can't see who else you would have had up there with Drake. Well, as, I can't as, see. as far as great music consistently, as far as not getting the credit he deserves as an artist and getting this recognition, that would be the weekend. And well, that al- that album with his face on it was bad, so nah, that's dead. Artists of the decade only got four Grammys. I mean, I mean that stuff. Is, that's just crazy. Even behind the madness was not you a gonna, good. You gonna no, go with that one, not that one? The uh, the one after that one, I ain't like that. You know, based on the Grammys, though, the Grammys. The I mean, we talk. This whole thing is brought upon by billboards. But that's but a billboard award. Well, Grammys. I don't know what the, the Grammys is voted Star on by. Boy. Yeah, Starboy was bad. I ain't going. The Grammys back. is voted on by a group because the weekend didn't get any Grammys for After Hours, and everybody agreed that, that was the best album last year. Well, all this stuff is politicized, so you know. Yeah. No, like he didn't even get a nomination because he performed at Super Bowl. That was the story came out. We all informed. And the artist of the decade for 2020 to 2030 is going to be Travis Scott. I want to say that, but I don't know. I too mainstream. I can't agree because I don't think Travis is going to drop enough music to the point where everybody's like, oh, Travis is on top. Travis is on top. top." That is very true. I've not got a Travis album since 2018. Yeah, Drake always dropping. It is 2020. Travis can't drop like that for a reason. One of these young guys got a – I think it's one of the young guys – that's going to take that next step. Roddy I don't Rich, know who it's going to be. Roddy Rich has a chance, depending on his next album. I think Roddy Rich has a chance. I, ha- I think Lil Baby has a chance just because of how often his music is out there. Talking radio. I think, I think Polo G has a good chance, too. Only 22 years old. Very charismatic. And all his stuff goes number one for some reason. Like, everything. Roddy BMW. And- I think Polo G is in that same facet of uh, Juice World. And- Younger, the younger crowd listening to him. I think Polo. Yeah, I like Polo though. He not even that. Really not even. He y'all age. That's the thing. I was yeah, twenty two. <laughs> Might be Kodak. If he was still alive, X would have a chance to be the decade. For no, no. Juice was alive. Yes, Juice was probably Juice. I think both of them, but X had that. They both had cult like following. Both had cult like followings. I feel like you gotta you gotta take into consideration of the people and that are I too like like followings and people actually like their music. Like I don't think that'll let X win. Yeah, I'm forgetting about one guy. There was too. There was too many. 
too much controversy around yeah. in, a, in a category like this. It's a lot, but they all have controversy. Chris Brown had controversy. Literally, all of them. No, Literally. but we're talking about like certain type of controversy, though. Chris like, Brown, similar controversy. It's like, okay, but people still love Chris Brown. Like, we, we really forgot the about him. That is the point. They would still love him. They're not going to forget about what X has done because X is X. Like, bro, he's not Chris Brown. Yeah. X is not Chris Brown. In the same realm of stuff. They, they, they literally I mean, watched Chris Brown grow up from 15 to now. He was sick. X came out at 17. Like, like, he's like, it's right there. I understand it, but he didn't come out like how Chris Brown came out. How did Talk he come to him. Bro, Chris Brown was a generational talent as soon as yeah. he came out. Yeah, I think to compare. Folks compare him to Michael Jackson as soon as he came out. Like not, not as soon as he came out. It is true. I think. I think. I, I was a Chris Brown fan since he first came out. I have every Chris Brown album on my phone. I, I yep. remember. So therefore, you should know. Therefore, I should know that how being an artist works and you doing something stupid when you're 16, 17 does not. Bro, but he was mainstream as soon as he came out. Literally, as soon as he came out. Jace, that was before the internet. What's that supposed to mean? It doesn't matter. They pushed That's him even, on the radio. Still what he did. They, him, they put the way you package an artist and t- when he first came out, it's different from how you package an artist now. That's true. But that's even more impressive. He had that following with less resources. On a major label, Jalen. I think it's harder for you. Oh, he was funded. It's harder. X, X is a SoundCloud rapper. Juice World too. They they got popping on their own. It bought. It bought. It's they didn't need a label to pop. It's harder, it's harder for you to give. I think I think it's harder for you to uh, blow up as a rapper now than it is back in the day. Because now everybody can do it. Everybody That's what I'm saying. Now everybody can get on SoundCloud and drop something, and it might be far. And, and another thing was, but X was like, I'm not gonna say he was, but he was like a almost like a devil worshiper, bro. Juice World has nine nine nine. Jace, what are you talking about? I understand, but Juice World wasn't saying. Bro, he you you seen his double XL um, freestyle, right? Just trying to do that. Did you listen to what it, the lyrics that from said? Bro, nobody cares about that. He he, we're talking about what they're doing. He was He's literally he was doing like, it. They actually listened to the lyrics. Just the felt how it came off of. I'm not tolerating no extra disrespect, Derek. Next oh time. Oh my god, nobody's disrespecting X at all. Don't do that. I'm not disrespecting X. I'm just saying who the person he is. Like, bro, they're not gonna let him win the Billboard uh, what's called the decade. Bro, they're not gonna do it. Like you huh? just said. Based on sales, everything he did when he was alive sold. That is true. Okay. It gotta be a little Uzi. Like I just said, they're not gonna let him win. All right, Jace, because you you obviously you they going so sales don't count when it uh, okay. It's gonna be a little Uzi. I think Juice and X would have had a good chance. I think Uzi Uzi I say juice, not X though. They literally like I, I don't know how you can separate them one from the other when they all him trippy and they all three of them are like cult like following rappers. However, trippy is Loki. He's not though. I'm not gonna well yeah, he's the worst of the three right now because he's the one still here, but his music does not transcend transcend whatever translate like theirs did. So I think trippy make good music, but the world don't think trippy make good music. Like everybody in the world won't. X made music where black people like the music, Hispanic people like the music, white people like the music. Same for Juice. Juice had a that following expanded, you know, races. Trippy, got it expand races as well. But again, like my mom hear a Trippy song, she's not as likely to nod her head as she would if she heard a Juice World song or a, a X song. Classic album at the at, um in 2017 too. It wasn't even album's EP, excuse me. So yeah. But I, if I, you have to pick somebody living for this question. Yeah, no, so. no. I was just saying I brought it to the dead. My fault. 
anybody. So your answer, your answer, little Uzi Vert, Jalen, Demond said, little baby. Say Roddy. Say Roddy Rich. I go baby. Baby. Little baby, not finna keep dropping music. That's what y'all feel to realize. <laughs> he finna come out with something in the next month, bro. For the um, we talking about for the next decade, bro. Why are we not? He's not finna be doing that. I mean, that's, that's something that dramatically changed. So. Why, like, why we not? That boy finna start that label and kick back and chill. But Jalen, I think he's going to definitely do that in a different light than Kanye or whoever we've seen do it previously. He's going to be on more of these tracks. I don't think the producing will be there for a little baby, but I think that's where he'll have to keep his pen in it and continue to drop music to let people know that he's like that. Cause he can't, he doesn't have that like yay or I wouldn't say Drake cause we know Drake in forties, one of the best duos ever, but I'm saying like- Mike. We know what- we know I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna go Travis. I'm going Don Tolliver. He would have to take a big step. I, I think he's already taking a big step. He's on every song. Why? Because he, like, he's like the future king right now. He, everybody knows he, when you hear his voice, you're like, that's Don Tolliver. Like, and he is like, he had a point right now where he ain't missed in a minute. He really ain't missed his Astro World. Everything he does is like, is hitting. And I think his album dropped next month too. So. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Definitely feel that Don Tolliver is one of my favorite artists right now, but he got we, talent. I, I feel like we're talking about artists that everybody knows. I feel like he can, he, of course, he'll still have room to blow up and everything. That's what I said. He got one album, so right now, and think about yeah. it. He dropped his first album in 2010, and he made Artists of the Decade 2020. Don dropped his first album in 2020, and he just getting started. And I think, see Don. I think him. I think you know, like y'all said, Travis don't drop enough. I think Don drops more than Travis, and Don is he's like, he's more low, he more chill than Travis. So Travis more like that upbeat, turned up. Whereas Don is smooth with it. It's like it just you know it crosses over well, and it's like the way he says stuff. It's just so. Well, how many albums do you need to like for the ten years? Like how many albums do you need? Well, it's all about the sales. <clears throat> now with this this crate like between. In 2010, the album was still in stores. You go buy it. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's streams. Everything streams, 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 stream. But I think everybody Ooh, has. Not I want to say a little dirt, but I think I think at a dirt when get to a point, he's not gonna really. Nah, I don't think dirt. Nah. Be a pop star. I don't see dirt like taking that like. Cause I feel like Baby's like ahead of Dirk, mainstream wise. Like Dirk's still mainstream, yeah. But like, I just don't see him taking that next step. Like how Baby taking that next step. Mm-hmm. Well, Baby got 15 million followers. Dirk got 10 million. I don't think Dirk gonna stay out of last trouble. Year, That's what's gonna hold him back. All right, Carter. Your Dirk had three million followers. I think Dirk took a big step. I think the Drake song did that. And no, he definitely took a big step, but I don't see him taking any more steps. <laughs> I don't think he wants to. Jason's so funny. Yeah. What you mean? It's just true. Like, bro, he's a he's from, he's from Chirac. Cut Carter. <laughs> Do you have a top five? 
My I rack. Said, I could top 10 Drake songs in the chat. You know, you don't see that. No. Guess who has their top 10? You ready, Jalen? <laughs> Sorry, am I? All right, hold on. Let me do one. No, I'm gonna I ain't ready. I ain't ready. One. What are we doing? Top, top 10, 10 Drake songs. Told you, Jason. I'm out of the mind if I put it in the chat or not, because uh, I was at work, weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and we're about to do our top 10 Drake songs ever, or as well so far. Uh, certified lover boy coming soon. So who would like to kick it off? Top 10, no debating. Top, top 10, top 10, top 10. I'll kick it off, man. So, man, coming in at number 10, let me, well, first, let me start by giving Drake his flowers. <laughs> You've had a phenomenal decade, brother. Keep going. Um, coming in at number 10 on my list is Heck Yeah, Freaking Right, uh, featuring Lil Wayne. Um, great song. Love that song. Number nine, we have Child's Play. Love this song, bro. Like, I don't know what it is about this song, but it's just amazing. Number eight, I have Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Number seven, I have Crew Love. Number six, I have The Ride. And going into my top five, at five, I have Tuscan Leather. Number four, I have, no matter of fact, I'm sorry, I've made an error. Number five, I have Underground Kings. At number four, I have Tuscan Leather. Number three, I have Feel No Ways. Number two, I have Lemon Pepper Freestyle. And number one, I have Take Care. Just love that song. This is the best song ever. Needs more. He needs more Rihanna collaborations. I know they got this situation, but, you know, yeah. Jace? Oh, I'm next? Okay. I'm going to go. This number 10 is Tuscan Leather. The number nine, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Number eight, Miss Me. Number seven, Over. Uh, number six, I'm gonna go. Heck yeah, freaking right. Um, number five, I'm gonna go. The motto. Number four, I'm gonna go. Uh, Western Road flows. Number three, 4 p.m. in Calabasas. Number two, Uptown. Hey, and number one. Maybe the greatest song of all time, forever. Yeah, I could go. All right. All right. Uh, I have an honorable mention. Back to back, that great diss he dropped against Meek Mill. Yeah, back. Yeah, to put that in there. Uh, this is my. This is not in order, but I'm, I'm gonna say it's in order. Number ten, Marvin's Room. You know, a lot of these songs are download are, are leaks as well. Uh, number nine, The Motion. I guess that's just the motion. Uh, number eight, Headlines, great single. Number seven, Hold On, We're Going On. Uh, number six, Draft Day. Played it every time the fantasy football draft and NFL draft comes on. Number five, Like I'm Lou, Six Man, Like I'm Lou Will. Uh, number four, it's a leak, My Side. Uh, number three, Heat of the Moment. That whole pack, that that leak that Derek had on his computer, I just downloaded onto my phone, it hit. Number two. Laugh now and cry later. Uh, my ASU announcement. I had a theme for that, so I got to put that high. And number one, yes, I'm hurting. Yes, I'm jaded. Number one, mm. uh, line, so I had to put Jade on there. That was my top ten Drake. Top ten Drake songs. Number ten, got Jodeci freestyle, which was a leak. 
this song cemented Drake and Cole as one and two. I'm sorry, Kendrick fans, if y'all are watching, but this song did it for me. Number nine, 4 p.m. in Calabasas, one of Drake's, I think Drake's best verse, period, just bars. Number uh, eight, Child's Play off Views. Number seven, No Telling off, if you're reading this, is too late. Numbers, sorry. Number six, uh, Star Six Seven. Got the Wayne sample in there to start, just classic. Uh, turn it on when you're driving and it take you back to when that first dropped. Uh, number six, I got Jaded off Scorpion. Uh, my top five, I got three views on here. I'm going back to back to back. Western Road Flows, Feel No Ways, and Views, the title track. Um, number two for me is Teenage Fever. I'm shocked a lot of you guys just left that off the list. It's very disrespectful. And number one, um, and I don't want, I want to say this is because it just started popping off for me. But when I heard this song, I felt like it was Drake's best song ever. Losses of Dark Lane demo tapes. That's my top Drake songs. Okay, okay, okay. Had to my honorable mention. Y'all know I always got a lot. I just keep them short though. I just put three. Um, I got Laugh Now Cry Later with Dirk, and I got Sweet American. Girl, I know you want it. That's a hit. Um, number 10 for me, I got Own It off of Nothing Was the Same. Number nine, I have Furthest Thing off Nothing Was the Same. Those two songs off Nothing Was the Same were big. That album really was big for me. I went to that concert. I remember that around the time my grandma passed. Super big for me, especially. Uh, Song about the family with a sample. Don't think about it too much. That's what it was. Um, number eight, I have Do Not Disturb off of More Life. Number seven, I have Hey Sleeping Alone. Number six, I have Still Here Our Views. Is like it's one of my favorite songs to get dressed to and go out to. Um, top five. Number five, I have Redemption. My cousin, one of my cousins told me, she told me like that song describes my love life to a T. And it does. And Redemption is also, he just spit his straight bars. Number four, I have My Side, which was a leak. Um, you know, just why you never come to where I stay at? You know, you can understand. Number three, I have Marvin's Room. When I heard Marvin's Room, I was like, all right, Drake is like, he's that, you know, he solidified himself with me after I heard Marvin's Room. Um, a real sad boy days there. That was high. That was in high school when you thought you had heartbreak. You didn't really know what heartbreak was. Number two, I got Feel No Ways off of Views. And number one, I got Days and Ease. Mm. Why you keep asking about me? Yeah, it's hard for me to leave Days and Ease off mine. I literally was just going through Drake. No features and was just going through and adding songs. And I started off with 37 and had to work my way down to 10. <laughs> All right. And the last topic for the day is just name your favorite Drake album. It's going to be quick. Bruiser, go. If you're reading this, it's too late. Come on, go. Mm, come back to me. Jace. If you're reading this, it's too late. Favorite Drake album, Jalen, go. But you can't just, like. Pick one. I didn't say that. I gotta know it. I said pick one. What's the, what's the best? Favorite Drake project. Jaylen, Take go. care, bro. Demonics. Views. Derek. Take care. Just take care for me too. Views is, a, views is on this. Views, views is up there, bro. Everybody dis, everybody dis views at first. And that's why I love when he said, 
uh, drop an album ten years, next six years later, they call it a a, a sleeper, all that. Views mm-hmm. never like views never was an album to me where I was like, oh, this is a sleeper. I always felt deep down that it was good enough to be number two or number one. But for me, it's like every artist you have a project that you were looking forward to. And like when he dropped back to back, you were like, oh my God, I can't wait for views. And it let and it it hit it stuck the landing on everything you expected it to be and more for me. I know a lot of people still be hating on it, but it's Drake. He's gonna get his hate. And that's why to top off this conversation, I feel like that's that's why he is artist of the year. Cause a lot of people you wouldn't have had this debate like that. But with Drake, it's always some controversy that comes to his art. But you know, when Drake dropped, I mean, you know, you know what's coming. Well, la dee da. Is that a, is there any news breaking? Is that a podcast? It is. La dee da. And this will conclude episode 102 of the Pack Life Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us at Pack Life Pod and Pack Life Pod. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I am joined to the here today with my cousin Damon Guys. Thank you for having me as always. <laughs> Reaper JC Stewood, fresh off work. Fresh my white teeth. <laughs> uh, Mr. JB with the disrespectful Saints background again. Pleasure being here, man. Y'all know what time it is. Last but not least, my brother, Mr. Cut Carter. What you said? Change that background next week, boy. Cut through. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Bruiser Carter. Thank you for tuning in rock with us. Episode 102. Make sure you go get the, your magazines, $20. Uh, check social media sites, Pack Life Podcast, at Bruiser Carter. Go get that guy. And yeah, thank you for tuning in rock with us. And we are out of here. New Pack Life.